Welcome to the Fiscal Physical Podcast. Join us each week as we sit down with the founder of Alchemy Wealth Management and author of Your Fiscal Physical, Ryan Nelson. Tune in to gain valuable insights and practical tips as we simplify complex financial concepts into digestible lessons. From budgeting to retirement planning, this podcast is your go-to resource for mastering financial literacy. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Fiscal Physical Podcast. Uh, I am uh, joined, as always, by uh, Ryan Nelson, and uh, we are you know, he's the uh, author of Your Fiscal Physical, Fiscal Physical, Seven Keys to Becoming Financially Fit. Find that on Amazon. You're going to want to check that out. And uh, we're back for uh, another week and uh, another topic to discuss, and uh, I'm pretty excited to dive into this one. But uh, how are you doing, Ryan? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here. It's going to be uh, a fun episode. I think this is going to be a really... Uh, I think a valuable one for a lot of people. I really think so. When we were getting ready to outline this and looking over this, and I was like, oh man, this is specifically one that I really want to get into because it is the, we're going to discuss Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs and how they, you know, the tax implications in between the two um, or between the two and also just what they are because the, right. the word Roth or IRA just kind of get thrown around in general. Like you, you're like, oh, like, I mean, it's a fun word to say, Roth, just in general. Like, um, but we, I don't know if you can give the listeners just a little bit of background into what is an IRA, Roth versus traditional. Um, obviously, there's pretty high level some stuff, so I don't know if you could simplify it as best as possible. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, so yeah, so Roth IRAs are, are so, so Roth and traditional IRAs are two different types of IRAs, of course. Um, Which are I, individual retirement accounts, right? Very, yeah, very, very close. Uh, individual retirement arrangements. Arrangement, okay. Um, but everybody, I mean, everybody out there calls them IRAs, individual retirement accounts. Um, so probably the the uh, common nomenclature would be, yeah, individual okay. retirement accounts, although it is technically an arrangement. Good to know. Um, and so these have been around for a little while. Um, Roth IRAs are relatively new though. Um, so they were created by the Taxpayer Relief Act in 1997, uh, and it went into effect in 1998. So what that means is anybody who retired, you know, before 1998 Mm -hmm. never really had the opportunity to contribute to a Roth IRA. So there's, you know, there's, a lot of people in retirement age right now who um, who have zero Roth savings, not because they didn't have the foresight to do so, but just because they didn't have the opportunity to do so. Um, and uh, and that was named after uh, Senator Senator William Roth, and uh, hmm. and uh, that's as deep I think I'll go into the that's history perfect, of these yeah. accounts. But um, but yeah. Cool. No, that's great. I, I actually didn't know it was named after a specific person. That makes sense that it would be. Um, and yeah, to think about. I mean, that was created like during we were, what, six or seven years old yeah. <laughs> like, at that point when those, those first came about. And I know that when you first you know, introduced the concept of a Roth IRA to myself and my wife, when we were you know, going to your, using your financial services, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Everyone should have one of these. So um, what, what kind of specifically is like a, a Roth versus a traditional IRA and, and how does one contribute? I'll kind of let you take the, the lead yeah. on what you want to you know, kind of discuss with the listeners here. Yeah. So, so again, I think let's compare the difference between traditional IRAs mm-hmm. and Roth IRAs. Perfect. And so we'll use an, uh, an example and we'll try to compare apples to apples as much as, as much as possible. 
Um, so we can just kind of go look at two scenarios, one of which if we contributed to a traditional IRA, one of which we contributed to a Roth IRA. But high level, before we even look at the difference between the two, it's important to realize um, the IRS or the U.S. government effectively is incentivizing us to save for our own retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to believe that's probably because if you you know you fast forward 50 years, if nobody has enough money for their retirement, that's probably a disaster for our country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I speculate that that um, you know the the government's using a little bit of foresight here and says, okay, we're probably as a country better off if people have you know pr- done retirement savings so let's incentivize our citizens to save for retirement and so they actually give us some tax advantages so by saving into these IRAs these individual retirement accounts we'll call them um, you get some tax advantages so the question is what tax advantages do you get and when do you recognize those advantages and that's effectively the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA so let's dive into this example so I'm gonna way oversimplify this and I'm gonna use really uh, some high-level numbers that are nice and round to make, again, our examples really Mm -hmm. clean and simple. Perfect. So let's pretend that I was earning $50,000 a year and I wanted to save 10% of my income. So 10% of 50,000 is five grand. So I want to save five grand of my money um, into one of these IRAs and I'm trying to decide which one, right? So I'm earning 50,000. I've decided to save 5,000. Let's first look at traditional IRAs. So if at the end of the year, if I earn $50,000 this year, at the end of the year, effectively, the IRS is going to look at me and say, hey, Ryan, you earned $50,000 this year. You owe us income tax on all $50,000, right. right? That's how income tax works. And uh, so I would owe them, you know, my, my, whatever my tax bracket is, if it's 20%, I'd owe them 20% of 50000 right? Whatever. Um, again, we know that's a little oversimplified as well. But um, and, and so that is just the, the, the essence of um, the income tax. Now, if I was to take that $5,000 I wanted to save and put it into a traditional IRA, now in this example, at the end of the year, the IRS would look at me and say, hey, Ryan, you earned 50 grand this year. You chose to take 5,000 of your own dollars and put it into this traditional IRA. Mm-hmm. We are now only going to make you pay income tax on $45,000 of income. Oh, So the $5,000 I put into the traditional IRA reduces my taxable income by five grand. Makes sense so far? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. And so it's for that year, right? Correct. Okay, gotcha. Yep, yep. Okay. In that tax year. So uh, I put $5,000 into this, I, this traditional IRA. My taxable income has now effectively gone from fifty grand down to forty-five grand. So you can imagine, let's try to put some real numbers to that. Again, let's say I was in a 20% tax bracket. Well, I just avoided paying income tax, a 20% income tax on $5,000 of income. So I would have or- ordinarily owed an extra $1,000 of taxes by reducing $5,000 of taxable income at a 20% tax rate, 20% of 5,000 is $1,000. So I would have effectively reduced my tax bill in that year by $1,000 just by choosing to put the, my $5,000 mm-hmm. into a traditional IRA. Wow. So, yeah. So you get the tax benefit today. Yeah, like today, immediately. I mean this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, this year. Um, so that'd be how a traditional IRA works. Now, the U.S. government is uh, they're really good at getting their taxes, right? They are. Uh, they're also, <laughs> to be fair, they're also really good at not double taxing you, um, but they are good at getting their tax income. And so what that means is now I have $5,000 in an investment account. Maybe I do this next year as well. So now I have 10 grand. The year following, I have 15 grand. Plus I'm getting some market growth, right? Mm-hmm. You do this over a lifetime and you might retire with a million dollars, right? So now I have a million dollars in my investment account. I'm, we fast forward way, you know, way into the future. I'm retiring. I'm looking to spend this now million dollars that I've accumulated in my traditional IRA. 
Well, I'd never paid a penny of taxes. All the money that I contributed to that traditional IRA was, we talked about earlier, I, I was not charged income tax on it. Right. Right. So all million dollars, every dollar I put into that, that account and every dollar of market growth has not been taxed. So when I pull that money out in the future, maybe I'm 70 years old and I'm going to use that money to, to live my retirement, mm-hmm. right? to, to buy the things I need to for retirement. Um, I'm going to have to pay taxes on every single penny that mm. I pull out. So we oftentimes, you'll hear these traditional IRAs referred to as a tax deferred account, right? So you're not getting mm-hmm. out of paying your taxes. You're deferring paying your taxes. So you're avoiding paying your taxes this year and instead voluntarily effectively electing to pay those taxes in the year you pull the funds out. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. That is okay. Interesting. So yeah, tax deferred. Wow. Okay. Got, um, guess, yeah. Okay. That kind of, I have some questions built up here, but I definitely want to hear about the raw difference between that and the Roth specifically. Perfect. Okay. So, so yeah, so we'll put a kind of a bookmark in that and we'll circle back to the Roth. So now again, let's try to compare apples to apples uh, as much as we can. So again, we're going to use the, the you know I'm my same income level. I'm I'm earning fifty thousand dollars a year still. I still want to save ten percent, so I want to save five thousand dollars this time. In this example, instead of putting that five thousand dollars a year into the traditional IRA, this time I'm going to contribute it to a Roth IRA, right? So now at the end of the year, the IRS looks at me. They say, Hey Ryan, you you earned fifty thousand uh, dollars, but you put five thousand dollars into a Roth IRA. Good for you. You still are going to owe us income tax on all fifty thousand dollars. So I got no tax advantage in the year I put the money in. Mm-hmm. The $5,000 that I effectively put into my Roth IRA is now already taxed. I already paid my taxes on that money, right? Um, now let's fast forward again. So again, after year two, I have five grand. After year three, I have 15 grand. You're gonna continue to add money. You're gonna get market growth. Let's fast forward to age 70. At age 70, as I'm pulling money out of this account, I will be able to pull out every penny tax-free. So oh. yeah, so every dollar I put into the account and every dollar of market growth is all tax free. So in this case, I get the benefit in the future, mm-hmm. right? So again, both traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs have tax benefits. The question is, when do you recognize those benefits? A traditional IRA, mm. you get the tax benefit in the year you, you contribute to the traditional IRA and you defer paying your taxes and you elect to pay your taxes in the future. In a Roth IRA, you pay the taxes on your contributions up front but then on the back end, you get all the money out tax-free. Mm-hmm. And where that benefit is, you would ordinarily get your contributions tax-free anyways. Where the benefit is, you get all the growth from the market. So five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, maybe 40 years of market growth. You get all that growth tax-free in a Roth IRA. Whereas hmm. if this was just invested in a normal investment account, you'd have to pay taxes on all those gro- on all that growth. So the Roth IRA, the benefit is, you're getting the tax benefit on all the growth. You're getting all the growth tax-free in the future. That is now that that's the big piece. I feel like right there is the growth getting that tax-free because mm-hmm. in in the traditional IRA and correct me if I'm wrong, say your money grows, you have a great few great years, you have that million. It's you pay it on everything, right? You pay the taxes later on the traditional IRA on everything that you have. So whatever yep. it grows, even you'd pay taxes on that versus in the Roth. Say whatever the growth is, you still get that tax free. Correct when it comes out. Correct. So wow. in the traditional IRA, uh, it, again, if we use that example where it grows to a million dollars in the traditional IRA, every single penny of that million dollars would be taxed in the traditional IRA. Uh, in the Roth, every penny of that million dollars at age seventy would be tax free. 
crazy. That is, I mean, that's that's all. I mean, it just depend, depends on like, hey, can you wait that long to like? And, and what is, mm-hmm. that kind of feeds into my next question: with is there a certain time that you have to let your Roth sit before you can pull it out? Do you have to be retired at that time, or is there a certain age that you can then pull your money out? Yeah. So for both traditional IRAs and tax IRA, for both traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. The U.S. government, again, if we kind of think about this, the idea is they're incentivizing us to save for our retirement. Mm -hmm. So what I wouldn't be eligible to do is put money into my Roth IRA today, pull it out next year to go buy a boat. Sure. Right? That wouldn't be retirement. Uh, Now, what the IRS does say is, hey, at age, you know, the IRS is kind of defining retirement age as age 59 and a half. So you are eligible to access your funds after age 59 and a half, penalty free. And uh, at that point in time, you know, if, if one of you, if, if I'm 70 years old and I want to use that money to go buy a boat at age 70, mm-hmm. absolutely I could. Um, that'd be completely reasonable because I'd be after the age uh, 59 and a half, right? Um, and then also in, Roth, in a Roth IRA, there's a five-year rule. So um, you need to wait five years before you can uh, access those uh, gains tax-free. Um, so age 59 and a half in five years. Gotcha. So the... Yeah, that's good enough. I was like, there has to be some sort of. <laughs> you can't just put it in there. Like mm-hmm. I said, like next year, go and you know, cool. I said, let it sit for two years. Sure, now you yeah. go buy a boat with it. But um, with that, and you kind of covered it a little bit. But specifically for an individual, like weighing the options of a traditional IRA versus a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. like is there one big factor that they should really think about with that? Like when they mm-hmm. do, I put it here or there. Obviously, every right. situation's different, so it's hard to put everybody into a bucket mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know if you have any advice specifically on that. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is another area where sometimes financial advice becomes almost what feels like a little bit more of an art than a science. And so we, we would be speculating to some degree in trying to project what future tax rates would be. And um, again, if we look at the difference between the traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, traditional IRA, you get the tax benefits today. Roth IRA, you get the tax benefits in the future. Mm-hmm. So if we now look at our situation, again, let's take me as the example, earning 50000 a year, saving $5,000 a year. And, and I'm trying to evaluate, okay, I'm earning 50000 I want to save 5000 Should I be contributing to a traditional IRA or should I be contributing to a Roth IRA? Well, the, the question is, do I think my tax rates are going to be higher today or do I think my tax rates are going to be higher in the future in retirement? Mm. Nobody on this planet knows exactly what tax rates are going to do, right? So there's some speculation here. And again, this is why I said there's a bit of art here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to make some informed, um, um, some informed guesses, right? And, but if in my situation, I think I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket today. So I think for whatever reason, tax, my, tax, my tax rate will be lower in the future, whether that means my spending is going to be a lot lower, um, you know, something's get, or I just think tax rates themselves are going to drop. For whatever reason, if I believe my tax rate today is going to be higher than in the future, what that would mean is I would want to avoid this higher tax rate today and right. elect to pay my taxes in the future. Mm-hmm. A traditional IRA would allow me to do that. A traditional IRA allows me to avoid today's tax rate and instead pay the future tax rate. So if I think for me, my, me personally, my personal tax rate will decline over time, a traditional IRA is a great tool to avoid the higher tax rates today and elect to pay lower tax rates tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If, for me personally, I think my personal tax rate will increase over time, then a Roth IRA would be a great option. I would say, well, yeah, I think today's tax rate is going to be more advantageous than a tax rate 30 years from now. I could say I want to pay as much effectively as I can in taxes today and avoid the future tax rate. That would be taking advantage of a Roth. 
So yeah, as you start evaluating what's better for, for you, whether it's a Roth or a traditional IRA, it really comes down to tax rates and what you think they're going to do in the future and how those tax rates in the future compare to today's tax rates. And then you can start making you know, start making more informed decisions about, okay, am I better off, you know, avoiding today's tax rate or avoiding the future tax rate? Again, if you want to avoid today's tax rate, you'd use traditional IRA. If you want to avoid the future tax rate, you'd use a Roth IRA. That's awesome, man. That's a really, really well put way of defining them too, because I'm always like, oh yeah, absolutely. Do a Roth, do a Roth. That's what I always think in my head. Sure. But then my situation and what I think, I'm like, hey, hopefully in the future, my, I'm, my tax rates are higher. Right. And if that's the case, then I do want to stick with a Roth. But if I'm like, mm, you know what, like it depends on your age situation and what right. your kind of financial forecasting is overall, um, that a traditional one to get those tax benefits immediately might actually be better right. in certain cases too. So interesting, very interesting stuff here. And uh, um, that kind of just gives the listeners a little bit of a dive on into a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA. And, and that's something you, you'd sit down with your clients and discuss, I would assume, like if they were to come in at Alchemy Wealth Management to be like, hey, like your situation, we're going to kind of be making some educated guesses here, but we're going to try to find out what's best for your situation overall. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of the more important factors, um, you know, somebody picks as, as they're building their net worth. Um, the tax implications are huge. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking you know, again, and this is theoretical example that I gave where I was earning 50,000 and saving 5,000, you know, I had, I had, you know, hinted at that my tax rate in that scenario was 20%. Well, 20% is, that's a big number, right? So making the right um, financial decisions where the tax implications will work out in your favor have, have astronomically large, can have an astronomically large impact on your overall retirement plan. So yeah, absolutely. That's something everybody should be looking at. Definitely. No, that's, that's great stuff there. And, uh, um, I could talk all day about this stuff cause I feel like there's so many nuances that go with, with Roths and traditional IRAs. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely, we're going to do some more episodes coming up here that, yeah, great. um, that are, you know, really kind of peel back the curtain a little bit to, to different situations that go with each one. But, um, we'll go ahead and pause here. We'll get in some personal stuff on the other side of this break, but, uh, um, hang tight with us. And now, to put the personal in personal finance. All right, we are back here. And uh, Ryan, I I know you fancy yourself a a fitness guru, if you will, or at least I (laughs) do. do. I I, I fancy you like that. So, um, (laughs) you you know, you do Ironman and Ironman, Ironmans? Is that the plural of that? I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but you, you're a runner, everything like that. So I wanted to ask, do you happen to know, what's the fastest you've ever run a mile? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it, I'm, I'm nearly positive it would have been in high school, and I, I was really more of a, like a half-mile runner. Um, I've done a couple miles in my day, but um, I, I do know... Uh, I do know I went under five minutes. Oh, wow. I, I want to say it was four minutes and 49 seconds. That'd be for 1600 meters, which is like 0.995 miles or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, four minutes, 49 seconds kind of rings a bell, but I don't know. Some, somewhere just under five. That's pretty, I was, cause I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, oh man, when was the quickest I've ever, or fast I've ever, ever run a mile. And I think I was in like the six minute range or something That's like good. that. And I was like back when I I did any kind of running but um trivia question for you what's the fastest mile ever run do you Ooh. happen to know the uh, hmm. uh the time frame on that I do not but let's call it um gosh I mean I know a lot of people in, in when I, I'll put in air quotes a lot of people have gone sub 4 now I'll say 
343. Three minutes and 43 seconds. Now, here's the one That's that was moving. really blew my mind, too. What's the fastest ever run for a two-mile? Um, this one was mind-blowing to me, too. I'll say I really don't know. I would assume somebody's gone sub-eight, although I'd have no idea. I would say uh, maybe 752. 754. You were wow. right there. Like each, each one of those. But can you imagine? Like I think about like now if I was to go out and run a mile or something like that, I'm like, okay, if I do a sub-eight mile, I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> <Yeah>. about myself. <laughs> and this person's just lapping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's to, crazy. To do that, it's, uh, it's absolutely incredible what the human body can do and run that fast. But. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's insane. Like when you look at what Kipchoge's doing for uh, uh, marathon pace. Yeah, it's insane. These guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild just to just to see. But we just wanted to you know kind of paint that picture of uh, humans are fast. Um, some or, or some humans are fast. <laughs> Other humans like you know someone behind this one of these mics. I'll let you guys be the judge. Is not as fast as <laughs> anybody out there. But uh, uh, no, we really appreciate uh, you know everybody tuning in for this episode here uh, talking about traditional Roths versus uh, uh, uh or traditional Roth versus Roth IRAs. And uh, like I said, we're going to have some more, uh, you know, more diving into this on upcoming episodes here. But want to make sure that you guys check us out. We're on every platform you possibly can imagine for your podcasts. And uh, um, it's always a, always a pleasure sitting down with you, Ryan. And uh, anything you uh, want to leave the listeners with? Yeah, thank you so much. And stay the course. Thank you for joining us for the Fiscal Physical Podcast. Until next time, happy listening. And as always, stay the course. If you have a question or topic suggestions, please email us at podcast at alchemywealth.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. And consider leaving us a rating and review on your favorite platform. This helps other listeners like you find the show. For more resources, you can visit Alchemy Wealth Management's website at www.alchemywealth.com or find your fiscal physical the book on amazon we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that personal finance is just that personal please don't take anything we say as advice the preceding content is for informational and entertainment purposes only it's not an offer or a solicitation nor should it be construed or relied upon for tax legal or investment advice it doesn't consider your personal financial situation or objectives and may not be suitable for you